In our Mishnah, we saw that Rabbi Yehuda hold the lulav is only allowed to be bound with um, Same species. with its species exactly, and we brought a proof from that with the halacha regarding sukkahs. Ask the Gemara. Umi Amar of Yehuda. Did Rabbi Yehuda in fact say, "Our boss meaning in that the only thing you're allowed to use for schach is the four species, midi achrini loy, but something else no." Vahatanya. We learned in Abraisa. If a person used for schach boards made out of cedar, eras the cedar, that have four tfachim in their wood, then says the Brisa, everyone, both Rabbi Yehuda and Rameyer, we had this in the Mishnah earlier on Davidalid, both of them agree that it's possible because it's too much similar to a regular roof. However, if it doesn't have four tzvachim, if it's between three and four tzvachim, Rameir says it's possible. For Yehuda Machsher, and it's okay, Yosef. I'm used to it. <laughs> and Yehuda says it's kosher. It's no problem. It's not too wide. And Rameir admits, if there is between each board, the size of a board, that you put kosher schach in between each board, uksheira, and the, and the sukkah is going to be kosher. Bottom line, what's our question? You see clearly that Rabbi Yehuda, in certain instances, as long as it's not too wide, is going to allow a sukkah to be used, have schach with such boards. One second. Erez, cedar, is not from the four species, so why are you allowed to use it? Answers the Gemara, my Erez, what's the Erez that we're talking about over here in this b'raisa? Hadas. It's actually referring to a hadas. As Rav Baravuna said, they say in the name of Rav, in the message of Rav, there are ten kinds of Eretz. As it says, So there's different kinds of hadasim, and one of them is the hadas. So when, I'm sorry, there's different kinds of Eretz, and one of them is the hadas, and that b'raisa, when it says that you use for schach, um, boards of Erez, it's referring to the Erez, which is Schach, not the Cedar. Okay? Fine. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, Rameir, said, I feel of a Mashiach, you could even use, um, excuse me, you could even use ropes. Okay? And then Rabbi Yehuda proved it, Rameir proved it rather, from a story with the Yakira Yerushalayim, who used to wrap their Lulav and Esraigim with um, or the Lulav and Hashan, the, you know, the Lulav Hadas and Arava with a golden string. So now we bring a rice, so a similar rice. Tanya, we learned the rice. Omer and Meir and Meir said, Maise, there was a story by Yakira Yerushalayim with the Yakira Yerushalayim is like the um, special people of Yerushalayim. Shahayu Oikdines Lulvehen, they used to bind their Lulavin, Begimani Yishal with strands or strings of gold. So he's proving that you're allowed to use even gold to wrap the lulav. It doesn't have to be for the species. Amrulai, they said to him, Misham Raya, from there you're going to prove it? That's no Raya. They used to, in addition to the gold, they used to have a regular egghead, and the gold was merely there to beautify. In other words, like this, something which is there to act as the egghead 
That's when it's a problem. You can't use something which is not from the species, as the Gemara explained, because of a problem of Baltois. Zokti Gemara, these Yakiri Yushalayim that had golden chains, that wasn't in order to act as an Eged, that was to beautify it. As we see, that they actually had a different binding. Now, why would they bind it twice? The Teretz is. One of them was to fulfill the mitzvah of Eged, of binding it together. And the other one was merely to beautify the mitzvah. Amar Kivai. Amar Lahu Rabba. Rabba said, Lahanu Megadli Hashana. To those people, over here, Megadli doesn't mean to the ones who grew Hashana, but it means those who would actually bind the Hashanas. They would, you know, put them together. The Beresh Kalusa of the house of the Reish Kalusa. He said to them like this. When you bind together the Hoshana of the Reish Kalusa, Shari Bey, leave in it, Beisyad, a handle on the bottom, Kihechi, so that the Loita have a so that there shouldn't be a Chatzitza between my hand and the Lulav. If there's a Chatzitza, it's not considered holding it, it's not considered Lakicha taking it. That's what Rabba said. Rava, Omar, Rava said, however, anything which is there to beautify it, which is, an eget is a beautiful beautification of the mitzvah, that's not going to be an interposition between my hand and, it's not going to interpose between what I'm trying to accomplish, because basically, let's call it that it becomes secondary to the lulav. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, Omar, Rava, and Rava said, a person should not either put, he shouldn't hold the, the lulav with a, um, like a scarf, okay? Or a handkerchief. Why? Because you need which means you need to take the whole lulav and esr, the lekka, and that's not going to be over here because it's being held by this item. Okay, now, meaning, in other words, it's not considered as if I'm fully taking it. Okay, because I'm taking it with this item. Rav Omar and Rav says, Holding something with something else, that's still considered that's considered taking it. And he's going to prove it to us from a bribe. Omar Rav, Rav said, From where do I know? Now, the moshe, let's just say a moshe like this. If I hold a knife with a glove or with a, or with a scarf, so Rabbah says, you didn't hold it. You're not holding it. Rabbah says, even if you're holding it with a scarf or even if you're holding it with a cup, that's still considered holding it. And he says, well, I have to prove that to you. From where do I know? From where do I get the, the, the right to say that holding it with something else is called holding it? It's not. As we learned in the Mishnah. Okay, the halakha is like this. When they had to do the sprinkling on a mitzvah, on a tamay mace, so they used to have these, the grass, the azad grass, that I think is a hyssop grass, and they would dip it into the water with the ashes of the Ipara Duma that was mixed with water. Now, they used to take this azer, the hyssop grass, and go from place to place 
different cities to sprinkle on people, okay? Because they didn't always have it. So it says, so over time, what happened was, over time, the hiss of grass would get smaller and smaller. So though they had, they had like a tube with the ashes and water that they would mix it or whatever, but the hiss of grass didn't always reach all the way down because it was short. So Ezev Kotzer, a short hiss of grass, Misafka, you extend it, Bechut Ubekush. You extend it either with a string, Ubekush, or with a needle. Vitoivel, and you dip it into the water. Umala, you take it out. Vaoiches Beezoi, then you hold on to the hiss of grass. Umaza, and you sprinkle it onto the person. So says Rava, from here I. Okay, now, that's the that's the, that's the Mishnah. Says Ravo, am I, why does it work? I, the Pasuk, when describing the procedure that you have to do to make the person Tahar, says, the Lokach, sorry, the You should take and you should dip it into the water. Amar Achman, that's what the Torah said. And here I'm not dipping it into the water because I'm really holding on to the needle or I'm holding on to the string and then I'm dipping it into the water. So how is this a fulfillment to hold on to it but to, to, to take it and dip it in if I'm holding on to something else. El Olav, what must it be, says Rav From here I can learn, that holding it through something else, it's called holding it. So Rav says, I'm proved to you that I don't have to actually be holding on to it in order for it to be considered holding on to it by Lulav. Why? Because with regard to dipping it into the water, it says, Velokach v'tava. You should take and you should dip. Now that means that I have to take it. I have to dip it. So how am I allowed to hold on to something else, an extension of sorts, to dip it in? Elamai, I see from there that even though it's an extension, nevertheless, it's still considered as if I'm actually holding on to the hiss of grass at the end. That's Rava's proof. Okay? But Rav, the Gemara says, one second, not so fast, Rav. Mimai, how do I know and how can you tell me that that's really a parallel case? Dilma, perhaps, Shani Hasam, over there by the hiss of grass is different. Why? Because Kivan Dechabre, since you connected it, meaning because I'm basically hooking on the, the needle or the string to the hiss of grass. So how can you tell me that since we see over there that it's considered holding on to it, so too by Lulav. Says the Gemara, it's not the same thing. By the hiss of grass, it's attached. So kivan the chabre, like a, that comes from lotion of a chover, a friend, because there's an attachment over there. Kivan the chabre, once it's attached, kigufe dame, it's similar to it itself. So you don't have a proof from the case of the hiss of grass because the hiss of grass is different because it's connected. So you have no proof, Rava. Ella rather says the Gemara mehocha. This is really where Rava's Raya is going to be from. So, sometimes, as I said, that they would go from city to city, and they would dip it in. But sometimes, not only did the hiss of grass get less, they would lose some of the, the ashes. So the ashes were used up. So, nofal mishvay feres. If the, the, um, the, the ashes fell from the tube, into a trough, into a container, 
puzzle. Then the waters are considered puzzle because that's not considered venosan elamayim, that you put it into the water. If it falls on its own, it's puzzle. But, says the Gemara, second. Huh. But if it didn't fall into the water, but rather, he piloihu, if he pushed it into the water, meaning if it didn't just fall by happenstance, but he made it fall into the water, kosher, then it's going to be kosher. Um, even though I didn't actually put, in other words, it says like this. It says, v'nosan alav mayim chayim al-keli. That you put mayim chayim, spring water, and that you mix together with the ashes. But the water has to go into the utensil first. And then you put the ashes on top. So if the ashes fell in to the water by itself, that's going to be possible. Because the Pasuk says, the nosan, and you should put it. Right? But if it, but the fact that we say that the only case that's possible is if it was nafal, if it fell, that from there I can infer, ha he piloihu, but if he proactively caused it to fall in, kosher, it's going to be kosher. Am I, why is it kosher? It says, excuse me, it says you should take and you shall place the ashes. So if I, if I tip the cup with ashes to cause it to fall into it, how is that a fulfillment of placing the ashes? From here I learned that taking something through something else, for example, in this case it's taking the ashes and putting it into the water by way of knocking over the cup, that's considered a lakicha and therefore it's kosher. So too, says Rava, I will prove to you that holding the lulav or the esrit, the lulav and that whole haishana, with the handkerchief is not going to be considered um, a chesaron or a lack of lakicha tamah of really holding it, because lakicha yedavaracher shmo lakicha. I guess we will hold it for here for tonight. All right. Okay. I have a uh, one second. Let me see if I could. Oh.